0: all right welcome we are with our first guest mr president himself chris slayer out of arizona Uh, we're gonna do like a little brief introduction have chris talk about himself if he doesn't mind i hope he doesn't mind um let's just start with where you're living where you're working uh, where you're coming to from today i know you travel a lot so not it looks like you're home but Maybe you have a separate condo somewhere, an <laughs> Some exotic island.
1: No, no I'm, I'm home now. Uh, I, um, I'm Chris Slayer. I am currently the president of Fire Nuggets, uh, pretty new to this. Thank God uh, Jeff's here to help me quite a bit. Uh, I currently work with the Mesa Fire Medical Department in Mesa, Arizona, and been there for just over 22 years. I'm in the drop, so I retire in about three. Um, Currently assigned as a captain on engine 10 and temporarily promoted to uh, battalion 202. We'll see if that sticks or not. Uh, I'm a father of two little girls. Uh, Mackenzie is 16 now and Blakely is nine. Uh, I teach for fire by trade with Brian Brush and one hell of a cadre that I learned more from than uh, anybody else. And uh, as far as hobbies, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a water boy. So I, I like to get out and surf and sail and um, get out to San Diego as much as I can, scuba dive with my two girls and stuff like that. But other than that, just stay incredibly busy and have fun.
0: And how many years in the job do you have?
1: Just over 22.
0: 22. It's incredible. I know the first time I met you, Chris, um, was actually in San Francisco for the Andy Fredericks Memorial Reunion. Mm-hmm. I think that was 2019. It was right yeah. before COVID. Yeah. Yep. Yep. First time we met and uh, we had some great conversations and I had a great time meeting. And it was obviously pretty apparent that you have a love and passion for the fire service and you know what i want to kind of start this off is because everybody that knows fire nuggets and knows where it came from and all those that have been involved with fire nuggets have been incredibly passionate um, and wanted to make the fire service better that's why we're all here that's our the mission behind fire nuggets um what sparked your love for the job? And, you know, did you always have that or is it something that you acquired once you got into it?
1: Oh man, there are so many things, you know, I, when uh, I, once I got outside of the, the Phoenix regional umbrella and started to learn, I met a gentleman named Andy Starnes and his dad uh, and I flew out to North Carolina and did some stuff with, um, Uh, kill the flashover project, we, uh, we did 12 burns out there. And I think we collected 200 gigs in data. And I met some amazing people, Mike Zolan from Boise, uh, Lars Augustron from Sweden, and people from all over the world. Uh, And I I soon realized I just didn't know what I didn't know and needed to get out a little more often. Um, Shortly after that, I taught a class a fire behavior class in Boise with uh, Nampa, Meridian Eagle, and Boise Fire and, and had really good, genuine conversation with a guy named James Greenwood. And uh, turns out he's on the board for Fire Nuggets. Um, until that time, until getting out and meeting all these people, I, I really didn't know What fire nuggets had to offer so james and i had some genuine conversation uh shared some information back and forth and uh, that's how i got involved with fire nuggets later on meeting sprague and and some of the other stellar people in the organization that have the same passion for the job that uh that don't do everything for money so it was awesome and then you know later on down that road andy starn says hey my firefighter works for this guy named aaron fields you need to take his class." So I jumped on a plane, went to Colorado and took Aaron's class. Um, And then later on that year, I brought my whole crew back to Canada um, to take it again. And that's where Aaron and I became friends and everything started to snowball. Um, But Aaron Fields tells a story uh, and and I mentioned it in the Fit to Fire podcast, but uh, long and short of it, it's basically that we have a responsibility as training officers to um, let you go home, but not at the end of the day, at the end of a 25 year career. So, you know, when I was at training captain, it didn't take me long to realize I needed to step up my game, uh, that mediocrity wasn't okay. And uh, I needed to be able to look their family member in the eye, uh, if something bad happened and said, Hey, I did everything I di- I can do to- with my time with your son or daughter. Um, dad, mom, whatever it is, to bring them home safe at their end of their career. So, and that's what sparked the passion for the job. And it's snowballed ever since. Met Brian Brush at FDIC. Uh, we became good friends. I started teaching with him with Fire by Trade after that. And uh, just recently elected to Fire Nuggets. So, I mean, it's, it's since I met you, you know, it's been a huge snowball since then. And the network and, and people that I've met has absolutely been incredible i can't say enough about these badass people that love the job you know and and i can't even name them all but uh it, it's a lot yeah there is a lot there's a and lot the fire net nuggets network is is, is crazy and, and i'm honored to be a part of it and just calling these guys friends like, like you and Jeff and Ben Schultz and Brian brush and Duncan and all those guys, you know, Sean, or John Brumley from Denver. And dude, we, we've got so many stellar people. It's amazing.
0: Now, before we got you involved with fire nuggets, if I remember correctly, you wanted to create an affiliate. that's kind of how it all started for the areas, like create the Arizona chapter. Right. So what, what, what interested you to do that? Specifically uh, creating an affiliate in Arizona?
1: Well, a lot of you know that, that I found in F- in Phoenix or in Mesa, we do something called the ROC, which is the Regional Operations Consistency Committee. So we we have an amazing system here, unlike most across the country. Uh, and Alan Brunicini did did was light years ahead in this thought process. Uh, However, a lot of our training revolved around to train the trainer and it was the same information and ultimately that training tends to get watered down through the years, you know, and we only get it's the normalization of deviance right and then all of a sudden we're over here and I'm like, "Mm, we left out a big part of that and we forgot the importance of, you know, fire behavior and flow path and the fire triangle stuff that's been around for years and years you know, James Braidwood talked about door control in 1862. You know what I mean? This is not new to the fire service. However, w- once I realized um, we needed some more outside training, then I started uh, looking for fire nuggets because, you know, realistically in, in our organizations, our budget can't accommodate these, these big ticket items. So with with Fire Nuggets, we're, you know, we're able to do that and bring in some outside sources at a reasonable cost. And, you know, I think my first class was uh, uh, Peter Van Dorp and talking about fire behavior and some of the new UL studies. And that got uh, into Mark Von Oppen and Dr. David Griffin and, and several others that we've had out here. And then two years ago before COVID, we had probably the biggest hands on fire conference besides Arizona State Fire School, which is mainly local that we've ever had. Which was Copper State uh, Fire Conference. I think we had ten classes, mainly hands-on. Um, Robbins of Votek came out from UL. Mark von Oppen, fit to fight fire. Aaron Fields, you know, fire by trade. It was an awesome conference. So, but uh, hopefully we can continue to do that after after COVID.
0: Yeah, and so how was the how was how was that the attendance and all of that? I and mean, you get a lot of interest from the other areas and was it very supportive?
1: It okay. was, uh, it was amazing. The Chandler fire department and their training staff could not have been better. That's where we hosted the, the, uh, conference. We had, uh, 700 firefighters there from all over the country. All three islands of Hawaii, uh, had flown in for that. You know, um, it was, it was, it was amazing. That's awesome.
0: That's what we keep hearing, right? You know, that's any affiliate that gets created it's kind of the same pattern same story is just wanting to influence that area get training that we're lacking in that specific area and get people motivated again and and, in interested in learning about the craft and getting better at it you know and that's what probably my favorite part about what we're doing here in fire nuggets And speaking of, you know, passion and motivation in the fire service, I think you would agree that we don't always see that. I know it's from department from departments different, the company that you're working for, not everybody shares that same passion and motivation. Um, You know, is there anything that you can talk about today to our listeners that will keep us motivated during those valleys uh, throughout our career, those ups and downs, the days that we're working with people that aren't motivated, and as much as we are, what? Well, how do we? How do we handle that?
1: I think first and foremost, we we can't forget why we signed up in the first place, right? We're, we're public servants, uh, and and we need to recognize that we still work for them. And what Brian Brush said really sticks is that being our best is their best chance, right? So with, through training and knowledge and getting out and meeting people and having these discussions and t- that's, that's firemanship. And I'll, I'll use that term. I know that's Cody Trestrell's coin deal, but really that's what it is, you know? Um, it, it's really about them and we have to keep that passion. And, and realize, like I said, we're public servants. And then it's our job as, as senior firefighters to, to encourage and mentor our younger members. Sure, all organizations have different problems. We have budget problems, we have staffing problems, we have you know, apparatus issues, but, but the public doesn't care. That's not what we signed up for. We signed up to take care of their problem and, and deal with it. And we're in the worst day of their life business, and that's the bottom line. So if we d- don't forget that, I think it's pretty easy to know that you you have that passion for the job. And you know, ad- attitudes are contagious. So we have to, you know, we have to as senior members of the, the organization to instill that passion in our younger members and that lifelong learning ability.
0: You just recently got temporarily promoted to battalion chief, is that correct?
1: I did, yeah. Tuesday was my first shift.
0: Tuesday, how'd that go?
1: Uh, it was great. the The pace was a little different. You know, i I'm, uh, I ride in the right seat of a fire truck for 16 years, and so moving to battalion chief tactically, it's okay. Now it's and. and managing people is, is fine too. I, I love the people that I work with, you know, um, but uh, the day-to-day is going to take some getting used to managing the battalion, making sure we have coverage, stuff like that. Um, doing the special teams because we do hazmat and TRT and, and that's a uh, responsibility of my battalion. So just, you, you know, getting used to the day-to-day and administrative stuff is going to get some used to, but uh, I, I look forward to the communication and, and trying to drive um, our organization to more of a training, more passionate culture.
0: Absolutely. And I think as you go up, I mean, you're going to have to manage, you're managing different people in a different way, but I think uh, you'll be able to have more of an impact, um, at least in your battalion. (laughs) Right. (laughs) All right. So we, we went over, how you got involved with fire nuggets. You created an affiliate. You've been kicking ass, um, in the fire service for, for some time and influencing people. Um, you've been newly elected as president of fire nuggets. Um, I want to formally congratulate you on the air for, (laughs) for that. Um, it's first of all, well-deserved. Um, but it's with that, there is, a been a legacy of what we'll call legendary um stakeholders or or people that um the the originals that created fire nuggets um uh, paul schuler being one of them um he's now been retired from san jose fire department ted corp retired from san francisco fire department creating fire nuggets in 2000 beginning with becoming one of the first online publications, they began this journey to create change, to have an influence, to allow people from any fire department across the country, even across some parts of the world, uh, to share their message, to share their passion, and basically be a vehicle for for those people. Um, I know you're you're somewhat new to Fire nuggets, but you know enough of like we talked about the the people that have been involved with it. Uh, what? As President, and I know it's it's still pretty fresh, but as President, what do you see the the future for Fire Nuggets?
1: Man, it's it's changed so much right now, you know, since since your dad and, and Ted, Uh, you know, establish this. They're really the the founding fathers of of this and with the the foresight to say, hey, we have some knowledge to share, you know, at their level, you know, just before they retired and ran ran the Fire Nuggets magazine for a long time. And then Sprague and the board that we have now, you know, to, to buy it from, from your dad and Ted and run with it, make it a 501 C3. They did a, a real good online magazine. I know that viewing started to stop a little bit. So now Jeff, you know, Ryan was doing some articles and, and trying to keep some of that stuff up uh, with COVID, you know, it, it slowed down a lot. Uh, so the podcast and, and the webinars that Jeff's been heading up is, is crazy amazing, you know, and honestly, I couldn't do any of it without Jeff and Sprague and Alfonso and all those guys, you know, that, that they're really the, the whole foundation of Fire Nuggets. Uh, it's merely interesting that I hold the president title because they're, they're doing all the legwork, you know, so kudos, kudos to them. Um, you know, as far as what the future holds, you know, COVID has been a, a pretty rough time for us. So, uh, and, and we're growing, you know, we have multiple affiliates now um, that, uh, that are passionate and we have a, a ton of money coming in and out. And so we, we're kind of holding to see where COVID takes us and then uh, run with it some more. But I, I'm guessing we're going to continue the webinars because they're, they've been a, a good good thing. And then we've got some affiliates in the work. I know uh, Hawaii's reached out to us and a couple other places, New York. And uh, we're just kind of supporting them right now through whatever classes they, they want to hold and then we'll, we'll see if we, we move forward. But man, I, I tell you, th- those guys like, you, you know, your dad and, and Ted and, and, you know, Joe Starnes and, and Alan Brunacini and, and a lot of these guys are just, they have more um, forward thinking than, than I'll probably ever have, you know, and, and they're setting the groundwork for, like you said, that, you know, the, these are a, this is a legacy you know, and it's cool just to be a part of it because those guys are, are way ahead.
0: You're absolutely right about those individuals. Uh, my pops being one of them, it's, you know, he, he always says, you guys are carrying the torch. Mm-hmm. And and we're going to be talking to them. Uh, we're going to have them on the show as well, um, the, the originals, and um, to see kind of where they where they stand and, and and to look back on what Fire Nuggets was and where where it is and where it's going and I know when I do chat with him, uh, both Paul and Ted that uh, they're just they're absolutely stoked of where Fire Nuggets is gone and like you said the the leaders that we have I mean we are so fortunate uh, like like you said David Sprague um, what an incredible person. Uh, so knowledgeable. He's really the person that took it to that next level to get us to where we are today. Uh, Him and the, and the Berkeley guys, they just, uh, we, we would not be here without that group. Um, And we're just so fortunate
1: without him. And, and, you know, the cool thing is, you know, people need to understand that none of us get a paycheck. Absolutely. All of us do this for free. And All the money that Fire Nuggets generates, it goes right back into a general fund so we can hold the next conference for the next person that wasn't able to. And we we give them that ability. And I think people really need to understand that because none of us are in this for the money at all. And you know that we we had a board meeting the other day talking about like refunding money and stuff like that, and we said, of course we're going to do that. No matter no matter what, you know, we're going to take care of the people because, like the fire service, we want to be a, a trusted brand. And whether you know whether you look at it like this or not, uh, gosh, uh, there's a guy from Tucson Fire. I wrote an article lately about fire service branding and I'm totally going to uh, butcher, uh, butcher his statement. But, uh, um, basically the fire service is the most trusted brand in the United States of America, right? Like the swoosh is to Nike or the Apple is to Apple, the Maltese cross, no matter what, you know, is the most trusted brand in the United States. If you and I walk into a grocery store and say, Hey, you know, grab a little kid by his hand and say, you want to see my truck? A mom or dad is not going to care, but try to do that in your civilian clothes, right? You're going to get beat up and probably the police called, right? And and that doesn't have anything to do with you or your character. It certainly has something to do with the brand of the fire service, and that's the Maltese Cross. Um, We want, and we're developing fire nuggets to be that same trusted brand. We want people to be able to call us and say, hey, we want some great training in our area what can you do for us and then we say what do you have in mind and let's talk about it right so and that's where we want to go with with fire nuggets and that's what's going to drive us to be you know great
0: totally agree with that that's you hit the nail on the head on that one all right jeff
2: yeah so Chris, um, you and I met in person back in Hanover Park uh, a couple of years ago for an exponential engine class. Right. Afterwards, we went out, uh, had, had some dinner, did some chatting. We, we both like engine company operations. So we discussed you know, options, uh, <clears throat> things to consider, then also some issues with engine ops. And you're a very humble and uh, knowledgeable guy. So it was a great conversation as always. That being said, uh, what are some current issues you see currently facing the fire service in today?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, COVID and the pandemic is the biggest one, right? Right now, I think everybody is struggling with budget. We're struggling with staffing uh, and, and stuff like that. Um, another one is clean cab. You know, there's, there's division between whether we should have clean cabs and protect us or, or mission first. Um, you know, there's, there's, without a doubt, we have to mitigate risk, but is clean cab, you know, necessarily the right thing? I think we need to, to evaluate that. Now our vendors are stepping up too, right? With, with washable straps and, you know, disposable straps on our, on our SCBAs and stuff. So, um, and then training, you know, now especially with COVID. No one's getting adequate training, right? We can't get in groups anymore. We can't hold conferences. Uh, we can only do so much online. And the Fire Nuggets webinar series, Jeff, that you put together is is incredible. You know that good job on that, man. I, I can't thank you enough for for doing that. Um, but but realistically, you know, with the budgets the way they are, and, and nobody wants to be the organization to give twelve other organizations COVID. Right. So uh, for, as far as the foreseeable future goes, um, you know, our, our travel is limited. That being said, uh, Chief Isaacson has been, you know, going full steam ahead with taking all the safety precautions that he can, but uh, high rise operations conference in uh, Florida next two weeks from now is in full swing. Uh, and some of the other stuff he's doing to, to keep that passion for the job and, you know, Frankly, his economy in Pensacola alive, bringing in all the, the firefighters to the hotels and eating at their restaurants and and supporting you know the, their local business. I think it's going to be huge for him. So kudos for him to to look into that. So,
2: thank you. Yeah. So this kind of derives from that from that last question a little bit. What what are some areas in the fire service that you feel needs to be improved?
1: Um, you know, I, I think uh, continuing education and uh, I, th- I think we, we need good mentorship. You know, there's, there's not a lot of, of places, I mean, when, when we're testing for captain, for example, in my organization, and some do, some don't have this, but we have an acting captain's packet. If you're, a, if you're an engineer or a pump operator or a firefighter, we can, you know, have you fill out this packet and then you are, are qualified to act as a company officer. Um, you know, professional development, I think stops there. You know, we, we don't include them in, a, in, a, in a, a captain's academy unless they're testing or a battalion chief academy unless they're testing, you know, for me, I would be almost a unicorn in my organization because I can't think of a time where we've promoted a captain out of the right seat of a fire truck that didn't have um, administrative experience uh, within their organization and, you know, or what we call a BSO or a FIT, a field incident technician or a battalion safety officer, um, or did some type of administrative day stint. Um, so our professional development in the valley and, I, and from what I see teaching really lacks um, to bring our younger members up. And, and the problem with that is is some of our younger members only see bits and pieces of this and they don't ever want to test or don't think they have the knowledge to test. Um, We need to instill that passion in them and let them know that they are valuable to any of our organizations. And we are going to help you no matter what level you want to get to. We're going to use our knowledge, experience, education, you know, and and our policies to help you achieve your goal and make our organizations the best they absolutely can be. So I think professional development is where we lack the most.
2: Excellent. Thank you. Uh, we're we're kind of winding down here. We got just a few more for you, man. So if you could see into the future of what fire service training looks like, what would your guesstimation be for the next 10 to 20 years?
1: <laughs> oh, man. I tell you, being an all-hazards fire department, you know, that that gives us a lot of responsibility. And, you know, our training divisions can't do academies and meet all of the requirements that, that um, are laid upon us. Uh, and that's the unfortunate reality, right? I mean, we have one of the best training divisions uh, that I've seen. Uh, and, and regionally, they're stellar because we have four regional academies. We all teach the same thing. Um, and But there's just not enough time, and there's not enough money in the budget. So really, I think we're going to see a lot more of this. right? We're going to see Microsoft Teams, Zoom meetings, um, YouTube videos, and, but they have to be more in depth. We can't just watch a piece of the YouTube video and, and think we can and do what Aaron Fields does. You know, it's just not going to happen. You have to get out there and get your hands on the hose and, and lay lines. And, and really, you know, if I had to guess, we're going to have to lay a lot more responsibility on our senior man and our company officers. So, because that's the way the, the training is going have to have to go to, to be the best it can be.
2: Great. All right. So we're looking for three answers on this last one here. Uh, what is the best conference, class, and book you have attended or read?
1: <laughs> oh man. Well, that I tell you, the the best. My favorite conference is Firemanship, um, and, and Cody Kestrel is is just amazing. He's an amazing human being, um, and it doesn't get any any better than him. And and I've attended a lot of conferences, and they're all great. But the the one thing I love about firemanship is everybody does it for free, right? Every instructor goes there and everything gets donated to the Sons of the Flag, which is is a nonprofit for a a burn foundation for soldiers and first responders. I mean, there can't be a better purpose than that. So we know we're going to go there and essentially what we would normally get paid for a fire conference, we all donate it back for that. And we raise nearly $100,000 a year for Sons of the Flag. And, and I mean, it's absolutely the epitome of, hey, we are here for the right reasons. We are here for you. And and this is a way to, to give back. So I really enjoy, enjoy what Cody did there. Um, the best class, man, that's really hard. I would, I would say the nozzle forward was one of the most influential classes I've taken. Now that being said, uh, Cody puts on a great you know search class. Um, Garrett Rice and those guys from uh, Firecraft Training do an amazing ground ladder class, you know. And of course, the, you know, fire by trade, we we do the the two and a half stuff. So there, there's so many out there, but I would think that when in the beginning, Aaron Fields was the most fluent influential class. Um, and, uh, as far as books, best leadership book that I've read is probably It's Your Ship. Um, I, I, really enjoy that book. Uh, I mean, uh, there are several others out there, but It's Your Ship is probably one of my favorite leadership books. Um, 21 Irrefutable, or yeah, 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is also good. And of course, the dichotomy of leadership and, and, um, extreme ownership, they're all good, but It's Your Ship is great. Uh, and then, you know, one of the best fire books I've actually read is is right here on, on my table, in fact, and it's uh, the, the functional engine company by Scott Thompson. And uh, that guy's an amazing fire chief. I mean, his whole staff uh, with, with Garrett and Mark and, and those guys, you know, you get battalion chiefs out there doing, you know, throwing ground ladders and pulling hose and, and understanding their roots. Man, that's leadership you know, from, from the top down. And like I said, that's contagious, right? When, when what's that old saying, they say, people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. (laughs) And, you know, when, when you're out there and you got a white helmet and you're out there doing grunt work with the guys, throwing ladders and realizing that, that you came from those roots and you're still doing it today. I I think that's, I think that's huge. So those are, those are some of the best books that I've read.
0: Literally reading the, that book right now, um, functional engine company, mm-hmm. and it's just exactly what you're saying. I mean, he has so much experience, Chief J.S. Uh, J. S. Scott, or yeah, J. Scott, unbelievable. Um, I'm almost done with it. It's actually a pretty easy read, and I'm not the, the smartest in the group, but um, yep. just down and dirty.
1: What's that? Me either. I wear a helmet for my job. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we, we
0: all do, right? And that's, and, you know, <laughs> you touched on leadership and I just want to, I'm always interested like to hear what, with leadership, so I say being, you rode right seat for 16 years? Uh, yeah. 16 years, now newly promoted uh, battalion chief. What, what do you think with leadership? How does that look? Because there's, you know, you always get asked, so oh, what kind of leadership style do you have? you know, and and I've been asked that in promotional exams too. And um, I'm just always curious to hear like, what is in your eyes, what's a way that you can lead?
1: Man, I, I, you know, they ask me that too. And I swear I bomb my interview all the time, (laughs) but uh, you know, you've got to lead by example and, and you've you've got to care about your people. You know, I mean, it's, I, I don't know how to put that, I don't know if it's high performance leadership or, or what, what it is, but people ask me what type of leader, and I kind of chuckle, I'm like, maybe natural, because it doesn't seem that hard to lead. You just have to give a shit about your people and what you're doing, right? And, and then they'll follow you because you're knowledgeable, you're experienced, and you care about them. So once we figure that out, it's, it's really not that difficult. And I figured it out too late, right? I've got three years left before I retire. And um, I finally sat down and said, man, I, I think I have a lot to offer. Not only my organization, but, you know, and Jeff was one of them. He's like, hey, man, you want to come to Hanover Park and teach? I'm like, hey, man, I'm, I'd sit on the right seat of an engine company. I'm a nobody, you know, but we had fun out there. We had a blast, you know, going out, pulling hose and doing stuff. And um, but, uh, you know, once I realized I had some more to offer, just my organization and valley wide, said, hey, I, I should probably step this up a little bit and see if I can promote. And I don't know if it'll go permanent or not, but the experience is going to be great meanwhile. So we'll, uh, we'll see.
0: You're getting close to retirement, like you mentioned. Do you see yourself staying as involved in the fire service once you finally exit?
1: I do. You know, I, I, I love it. So in one way, shape or form, I'll always be a, around doing something, you know, and I can't lose contact with the guys that, I, that I've that i grown to love, you know what I mean? So and we can do stuff off duty or, or just continue to teach. But uh, seriously, the the people you meet and network with, like, like you two, you know, it's freaking awesome, man. It doesn't get any better than that
0: it is relationships right i mean that's yeah, that's awesome. what i love about the fire service that's why another reason i got involved especially with fire nuggets uh, the relationships you build the networking um you just meet some incredible people For and sure. i'd like to say that you're going to be more available but you'll probably be sailing even more
1: <laughs> maybe maybe so i got my nine-year-old underwater uh, scuba dive in and then uh she just, uh, did a couple of days surf lessons too. So hopefully I'm going to drag her out everywhere as well.
0: It's so. good. <laughs> well, it was a absolute pleasure to talk with you. I know this is the first time we really, you and I have talked, had a full-blown yeah. conversation since yeah. <laughs> you were elected president and I haven't seen you since San Francisco, but, uh, it's always good to see you and talk with you and uh, you're just an inspiration to this organization. The fire service um, in itself is is better because of you,
1: yeah. truly. <laughs> you. You're full of crap, but
0: well, yep. I was. <laughs> I had to say. I had to say something nice, right? Yeah. I had to pump no it up. I'm air. gonna
1: fill Dave Sprague's shoes in my entire life. Nobody,
0: nobody's gonna yeah. fill, fill Dave Sprague's shoes. All no. right. He he doesn't sleep. He's. Um, I'm uh, not je- sure he does actually jeff's in that same boat he's he's busier than ever i think he's getting a taste of uh what it's what it's like
1: yes yeah and i i've come to find the balance a little bit you know because yeah. uh we are all busy and and yeah. doing it for free you know it, it tends to make our uh, significant others you know question what the hell we are doing <laughs> but Absolutely. You're, you know, it's one of those things where they don't really understand understand the love for the job. And, you know, there's a guy, a friend of mine here and a mentor. His name is Randy Hooks. He just retired uh, from Gilbert Fire Department. And he said, Man, you know, I'm going to travel with my wife. I'm going to Hawaii. We're doing all this stuff. And she goes, But but she got mad at me the other day because I was telling her how much I'm going to miss the job and miss the guys. And she's like, Hey, we're going to Hawaii, <laughs> but you know, I, I look at that and I understand, I'm like, man, it's just the love we have for our people and the job. Right. And, and that's rare. And he's just as excited, you know, to go to Hawaii and stuff like that, but man, it, it you know, it's a whole change of lifestyle. Like I, I totally get both sides, but so I got to take it with me in the future. You know and understand like you know that guy is an amazing guy and it'll be missed he was a, an asset to the fire service so
0: well again thank you for your time and uh, great to talk with you
1: uh, you guys take care all
0: right thank you brother
1: you too. Thanks, thanks Chris. Bye.